A young woman was attending the last year of college when her professor told her that she would have to start attending classes on Saturday. It was a mid-course change. This was a problem because she was a Seventh-day Adventist and that was her Sabbath. If she missed those classes, she'd, she couldn't graduate for one, and then she'd have to take the whole class again next year. How could God possibly get her out of that problem? You'll find out next on this episode of Better Life Today. This podcast is brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Since 1990, Better Life has been providing Bible-based religious programming to the public. For more information, including how you can view Better Life's channels on your TV or digital device, how you can contact us, or even how to make a donation, please visit blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Better Life Today. I'm Doug Garcia, and with me today is Sayuri Rodriguez. Sayuri, welcome. Thank you very much. I enjoy these programs. These are our Story of Faith programs. I do too. This is much. where we get together and we share what God has done in the lives, our lives, our friends' lives, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, the viewers. sometimes even strangers' lives, yes, and the viewers' right. lives. And I always introduce you that you, are, you and your husband run the uh, Spanish channel here at the station. That's correct, Vida Mejor. Yeah, which is going very well. We've yes, gotten some we're very good lots responses. Of calls. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful when you can minister not only in English, but Spanish and other languages. Mm -hmm. Some of Better Life's channels at this time of this taping is, I believe, transmitting in Korean even. So we, God helps Praise us, God. you know, we have the, the multiple languages around the earth, but the Lord helps us <laughs> that we can still minister to all these yes. people. It's wonderful. We all need to know. Now, we often talk about the project that you and your husband have taken on, and that is caring for foster kids. Mm -hmm. And at the time of uh, this taping, you've got two foster kids you're looking after. Yes. What are their ages? We have a little boy, five years old, and the little girl, she's six years old. And tell me, what, what has happened recently? That <laughs> Well, something that warms my heart a lot is to see their faith building. You can see how it's growing. And um, in one area, particularly, is prayer. And we often pray at home, um, at church, at school, all the time trying to pray. And this morning, actually, when I, we were getting ready, they were going to go to school and I was ready to come. I was going to leave first, which is a little bit different because during the week, I take them to school in the morning. And so they were not too happy that I was not going to take them, but they were really excited that daddy's going to take them. Mm -hmm. And as I was getting them ready, you know, trying to put everything in order, uh, finally, they were sitting down, they were having breakfast and my husband was in the kitchen. So I said, okay, guys, well, I have to go now. And I gave hugs and kisses. And then I went to the kitchen to hug my husband, to kiss him. And when we finished that, uh, I knew that my husband was going to pray for me. So I just kind of bent down and, and he started praying. And he started praying for me. And suddenly I could just hear taka, 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 taka. the little feet, you know, just coming and they just came and just gave us a big hug and stayed with us during the whole prayer. And then these kids, they don't just say amen. Every time, every single prayer, you hear them, even when someone else is praying, they say the whole sentence, the last sentence, in the name of Jesus, amen, right? Aww. So when my husband prayed at the end, this is what they said, in the name of Jesus, amen. And I was so touched because I thought, oh, they really wanted to come and pray for mommy. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying, okay, bye guys. Thank you for praying with me. And as I'm leaving, I said to my husband, I love you. 
And then I turned to the kids and I said, and I love you and I love you. And they smiled and we love you, mama. And then the little one, mm -hmm. he goes, hey, mama, who's your favorite? He says, <laughs> and I'm like, I know him, you know, he always wants the attention and everything. And so I he said, might be a little jealous. Yes, he's yeah. a little bit jealous. And um, so I said to him, daddy, I said, he's like, no, mama, no. It's Jesus, he says. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, of course. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So he's but learning. Yes, he's learning. He is so in love with Jesus. They both are. And it's just really nice to see how their faith is growing. You know, it's just so important. And we've said this more than once. It's so important that when you train your children, you do it by example. Mm -hmm. They're going to do what you do. Yes. And so if you show them that every day you give your life to Christ, when you're in trouble, you go to Christ. When you're happy, you go to Christ. That's right. Uh, and that you, he is a part of the family and that yeah. he's a welcome uh, guest in the home at all times. Yeah. They know they start to imitate that. That's right. That's how we teach the next generation. And so many people, I don't think, know how to do that. Mm -hmm. They come from homes where God was never a part of it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. now, you know, we have a chance now to teach them how it is it done. Yes. And it's simple little things, you know, just talking to God, mm -hmm. praying to God. Another way that we teach them is through stories. That's right. What has, God done, what has God done for us or for our friends or our family? We are supposed to rehearse those things. Mm -hmm. And we have a text today that talks yes. about giving God the glory. And would you share that with us? Of course. Yeah. It's found in Psalms 34 and it's verse 1 and 3. Mm -hmm. And it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Let us exalt his name together. together. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the ways that we glorify God and we exalt his name is to share what he has done. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. Yes. That's the practical way that it happens. That's right. And, you know, we've been sharing a lot of stories on these programs. And every now and then somebody will say, oh, I have a story you should mm -hmm. hear about. Or you should go interview so-and-so. They've got stories. Because once you start the ball rolling, everyone, it seems like, has a story of something that God has done for them. Yes. And we were uh, a part of our crew here as a young man, and he said, my mom has a story. And so we asked if his mom would share the story on the air. She did this by, she's in another country. Okay. Down in Brazil. And so she said, she sent it via email, and uh, I was able to get a copy of it. Oh. And so I want to share her story with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I've got to get... I want to make sure to get all the important parts, so I'm going to, I'm going to have my notes handy okay. here. But it was an incredible story. We started the program by talking about it. Uh -huh. Now, when she was a young lady, years ago when she was attending college, uh, she tried to arrange it so that all her classes would not be on Saturday. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a trouble for people in various countries. Yes. Um, because if you're a Seventh-day Adventist, if you believe that the Ten Commandments is what they say and that God wants us to have that Seventh-day sacred with Him Saturday, uh, you have to, you know, you might run into conflicts when they want you to go to school. Work, Some of the school. communist yes. countries do that still. Yeah, work. Mm -hmm. People have trouble with work. Well, she was able to avoid most of that, most mm -hmm. of the years of college. And so she was in her fourth year. Last year? Yeah, okay. last year, getting ready to graduate. And so all of a sudden, mid-year, one of the teachers says, guess what? We're switching and we're having classes on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. This came out of the blue for her. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you going to do? So she went first, I think she went to the teacher and said, would you, uh, 
you know, I have a problem with this. Is there something we can do? Maybe not have it on Saturday. Whatever she suggested, she tried to see if she could get the teacher to budge on it, mm -hmm. you know? But the teacher said no. She, list, she said, the teacher listened to me smiling, mm -hmm. but had a sarcastic smile afterwards saying, no, we won't be changing. And, uh, and if you don't attend these classes, you won't, you won't be able to pass. You just will not be able to pass. Now, this is bad news because if you don't pass, you've got to retake the class. First of all, you can't graduate. Second of all, you have to retake the class. It's last year. Bad, it's bad situation, good. yeah. So then she went to the, to the director of the history department and said, is there something you can do? Mm -hmm. Can we change this? And the history department guy said, uh, guy or girl said, uh, no, the teachers have the prerogative uh, mm -hmm. of deciding when that happens and when their classes happen. So nothing I can do. So she went back to speak with the professor, see if maybe, and the professor said, well, just go to your pastor and ask for special permission that you can break the Sabbath. Mm. It's like, no, we don't, that's, that's not the way it works. <laughs> she says, we don't do it that way. <laughs> you know, we don't answer to our pastor, we answer to God. Right. And when God says to do something, hmm. still, no, no, uh, didn't get any leeway that way. So she goes home and she asks for the church members to pray mm -hmm. and they begin to pray. And she says, for the whole semester, she, woke up, she says, we woke up at dawn to pray that God would intervene in my behalf. Mm. So this was a matter of prayer. Right. And it wasn't just a one-time prayer. You pray and you pray and you pray. She determined to do something. In this situation, there didn't seem to be any way, of, uh, any way out of it. But she determined that she would study normally, you know, do her best. She ended up getting the best grades in her class, some of the wow. best grades in her class. And so later she goes back to the professor again and says, please, would you change your mind? And she said, no, I will not change my mind. And she even joked about seeing her next year retaking oh. the class again. She was so there, so was, sure. there was no sympathy. Mm -hmm. This teacher gave her no sympathy. And get this part, and I want to read this part because uh, you won't believe what the teacher said next. Well, uh, my friend's mom said, if God wanted to help me, he will help me. Okay. And then the teacher said, the professor said, I want to see if your God is stronger than I am. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. And, but, the, but the professor went on. I want to see if he has more power than I do here at the university. So she, she challenged God. Yes. The professor challenged God right there. So my friend's mom returned home, continued to pray. And apparently they were given um, 18 times they could miss the class. Uh, 18 times? But there was 19 Saturdays left oh. in the year. One day made the difference. If it had been one day short, she wouldn't have had a problem. It was that one day, it had seemed, mm. that was the big problem. So she keeps doing her work. She keeps trying to you know, be the best example. Other people are hearing about this, that she's having this problem. You know? it's, not a, it's not a quiet, silent thing. So she gets to the very last Friday of the quarter. Quarter. She goes to school and she's kind of, you know, she hasn't seen any answers yet. It's been a long time. The prayers have been going up. It's the last Friday of the quarter. And you know what? As she gets to the main entrance of the history building, there's about 30 people there waiting to meet her. 30 people. Hmm. And you know what they do when they, she comes up? They begin cheering for her. What is, but you wonder why are these people here? Right. Why are they cheering for me? Is it, is it good or bad? You know, are they just happy that I kept it up or is, do they know something that I don't know? Maybe that's what she was thinking. Well, she says she has the biggest surprise because she found out at that time that a former university principal, one of the leaders, 
had been sick and he passed away. And I think it was that day. And because of that, they said the school mm. is going to do like a memorial mm -hmm. in honor of him and we will not have school. I think it was Friday and Saturday. <laughs> no school wow. Saturday. That, that took care of her problem. Answer. That yeah. was the answer. And it didn't come till the very end. So do you know what she did? I love this part of the story. She went to the professor's office. Oh, she did. And no, no professor was there, though. Of course. So she took a note, and she wrote down a, and left her a message. Do you know what she wrote? I want to know. Here comes. <laughs> I can do all things oh, through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Well, his mom kept uh, in the note, her mom said, I graduated with honors and had one of the best grades in the university Praise that year. God. And then the last sentence, God can do the same for you if you trust him. That's right. So she put God first, didn't see an answer until the very end. Yes. And the Lord said, surprise, I have something that you didn't even imagine. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of David and Goliath, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Because he was making fun of David. Oh, it's your God and... Yeah, he, he was David was yes. challenged in that story too. Yes. So be careful. Be careful if anyone challenges God uh, to you. Oh, yeah. Because you can then sit back and you kind of expect something special to That's happen. That's right. <laughs> with God with, with us, yeah. we can do all things. And another thing that I liked about that story uh -huh. is that not only did God answer her prayer, but she was able to witness yes. to many by being faithful to oh, the Lord. Yeah. Because it extended so long, more yes. I, I suppose that more people heard about it. Yeah. And that in the end, the Lord's victory was all the greater. Yes. All glory. To all God. glory to God. Amen. Wonderful. Praise God. Well, we thank we thank her for sharing that story yes. with us. Yes. I have another story, and uh -huh. this story we got. Um, my sisters, one of my sister's best friends, um, when they were in high school or something like that, I didn't know, but she's been watching Better Life. And she lives in the Bay Area. Uh -huh. And so hearing about the programs that we're doing, she decided to share with us her story. And I read it and I was like, wow, this is wonderful. We need to share this. Her name is Carla. Mm -hmm. And she says that she had just finished graduating uh, from university and she moved into her first apartment. And she said that because the way that she is, she's always worried, and I do remember that. Um, so she makes sure that the door is closed, that the windows are locked, you know, she checks everything before going to bed. And one thing that she would always check is the stove because she said it's gas, the gas stove. Mm -hmm. um, and she said that the little flame the inside, pilot light, yeah. the pilot light, it would just go out from time to time. So she was always worried about that and she would always check. Mm -hmm. And she said one night after starting to do that, she, she said, I need to trust God. I'm not going to check today. And she went to bed. Uh -huh. She goes to bed and she says around 1 a.m. She said, I hear Carla. Carla. And then she wrote the following. She said, it was a sweet, comforting voice in her head. Mm -hmm. And she said, it said, Carla, wake up. And when she heard that, she was like, no, <laughs> if I wake up, I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. <laughs> so she was refusing to hear the voice. But she said that the voice again came and said, Carla, wake up. And then the voice said, the gas is leaking. Mm -hmm. And when she heard that, of course, immediately she woke up and she could smell 
the gas in her room. And so she went to the kitchen and sure enough, she said the light had gone out of the stove. And then she started panicking because she said, well, what do I do now? And she said, if I try to light the pilot, the pilot, pilot light, yeah. yes, it will explode, she thought. Yeah. But then she said that again, and this time she, she called it my angel. She said, I, she felt like her angel said, it's safe. And she said it was such a peaceful, comforting voice that she had no questions doing, you know, lighting mm -hmm. this because she knew that this voice was a voice that she could hear. It was an angel, mm -hmm. she felt. And so she did. And she said, and nothing happened. It was fine. And she said, and she went back to sleep with so much peace. And she said, as soon as her head hit the pillow, she fell asleep. Wow. And she woke up just praising God, thinking, you know, I, today, I heard the voice of my angel. Well, the Lord definitely must have been involved because they tell you that if you smell gas in your home, yes, don't right? do anything like that. Uh -huh. And uh, so we wouldn't want any of our audience yes, to do don't. that. <laughs> but in this case, I, yeah. he's, he helped her. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It yeah. makes me nervous, though. <laughs> but thankfully, we have the Lord to look, look over us. That's wow. right. Well, you know, we got, we got another message. And when you start to tell stories of miracles and things, people will call in. And I think this gentleman, one of our viewers, called in uh, after he had heard us tell some stories. I think that was the reason he called in. Okay. But uh, he said, I've got an interesting story to share with you one day. And uh, he started telling us. And we, so we tried to write it down. I'm going to try to get all the details because it's really interesting. Uh, he said we could use this story, but don't use his real name. Okay. So he said I could call him Mr. Jones. Mm -hmm. So this is for Mr. Jones. Okay. And he knows who he is. <laughs> so Mr. Jones called us, and he told us his story. He said back in June of 2008, the, apparently they found cancer. Mm -hmm. And the doctors told him there's nothing we can do. Go home and prepare to die. Mm -hmm. make, make your matters. Put your place in order. We have nothing we can do for you. And, but he was... He was, uh, gave an answer that I don't know if I would have given. He said, you're not God. Only God knows when I'm going to die. So he went back home and he began praying, Lord, please spare my life. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to 2011. He's still around. Wow. So he has defied the odds, apparently. Yes. Uh, what his doctor had told him. 2011, he's still alive. By this time, he said he heard the voice of God. And he never told me whether it was an audible voice or whether it was a strong impression. But he said, I heard the voice of God saying, have the doctors check the right side of your head. So next time he goes into the doctor, he says, doc, I think you should check the right side of my head. Well, what is any doctor going to say when you just say out of the blue? The doctor says, well, you, you know, he probably asked him, are you, is your head hurting? No. Uh, do you have any symptoms? No. Then why do you want me to check the right side of your head? Yeah. Well, because God told me to. The doctor says, we don't check things mm -hmm. that don't, you know, we don't do those expenses unless right. there's a need and there's no need here. Yeah. So I'm not going to check the right side of your head. <laughs> well, sometime after that, he had to go up to, I think he said Portland. Yeah. Yeah. He went to Portland and when he was doing a check, and I believe this check was involved with the first cancer he had, they were okay. looking for it or mm -hmm. something or mm -hmm. checking him. Uh, so he went back up there for a checkup up there. He said, check the right side of my head. And they said, we don't have an order to check the right side of your head. We're only checking for the previous cancer. So we're not going to, we don't do that. We can't do that for you. So still, he didn't get anywhere. Nobody was, yeah. So he went back to his Roseburg doctor. This happened in Roseburg, if I didn't mention mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And he said, you must check my head. God told me that I wouldn't die when you said I would. 
and that's what's happened. So now he's telling me to check the right side of my head and you need to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, finally the doctor gave in. I mean, I guess if you just keep it up, the noisy wheel gets the grease, you know, gets the oil. So he said, okay, I'll give you a brain scan. It was either an MRI or a CAT scan or something. They had him in the machine and you know, it makes a lot of noise. The noise was going on and all of a sudden everything went quiet. And he wondered, I think, what had gone on? Well, they come in and say, we've got to get the doctor. So they run and get the doctor. They find that his brain is swollen and later find that he has a tumor of some kind. Mm. And I, he said that within four days later, well, actually four days later, he was scheduled for surgery. Yeah. That fast. They had found something to take care of. Which wow. they wouldn't have found. It. Yeah. And if he had not insisted that God wants you to do this, they wouldn't have found it until probably much further along. Well, so he had surgeries four days later. So he says he's going in to have surgery, but he felt the presence of God holding his hand. He knew that God was with him. The nurse was there, and as he was getting ready, prepped for surgery, she goes, is it okay if I ask you a personal question? And he says, sure, you can ask me. She went on to say, do you always talk about God or just right now because you're scared of surgery? And he says, I'm not scared of surgery. God told me that it would be a long surgery, but that I was going to be okay. The nurse later left him a note saying, thank you for sharing what mm. you did because it restored faith in my heart. Amen. The surgery ended up, I think he told us, lasting six and a half hours. And after which the doctors began to wake him up. And you're going to laugh at this part. He's waking up and the doctors are asking him, you know, sometimes they ask you questions to make sure everything's working up here. They asked him the questions, do you know who you are? So he says back to the doctors, do you know who you are? <laughs> and they said, well, why are you saying that? And he says, because you're the ones that did the surgery and I sure hope you know who you are. <laughs> yes, that's true. They went on to ask him some more questions and he answered them all just fine. Yes. So, and then get this, this guy's a character, I can yes. tell. Mr. Jones, if you're watching, you know. <laughs> He said, help me get up. And the, they said, we're not going to help you get up out of your bed right now. You just had surgery. Yeah, you just had surgery. And he said, okay, well, then let me stand on my bed. And they said, we're not going to let you stand on your bed either. And he said, well, then just throw back the covers. Finally, they let him at least throw back the covers. And you know what he did? He said, I want to do a little jig. You know what a jig is, yes. a little move his legs around <laughs> like he's dancing. And he said, okay. He said, now call my doctor and tell him that I just did a little jig. So they called his doctor and told him I just... He, your patient just did a little jig. And do you know what the doctor said back to him? The doctor said, okay, tell him, I believe. Amen. And apparently <laughs> his doctor wasn't a believer. Yeah. And he had just, and so this man, Mr. Jones, did we call him? Yes, mm -hmm. Mr. Jones mm -hmm. said that uh, God had told him that he would make it. And then after surgery, once he woke up, he was going to do a jig. And so he wanted the doctor to know he did it. Yes. So. Anyway, praise the Lord for those praise who are, are sensitive to the voice of God. Amen. You know that you were reading this story, you were sharing this story, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh, I remember talking to him. Yes. He is a character. He's he a is. sweet man. And, yeah. and that's, praise the Lord for that. We appreciate him calling in and yes. sharing. Because now yes. you're, you've been blessed because you've heard it. Yes. Yeah. So I have another story, mm -hmm. and this happened to one of my friends. And I was in this story, so I thought, oh, I need to share this. I don't think I have. My friend plays the piano. She's a pianist. Uh -huh. And her name is Mary Grace. And um, 
she has a song that she usually closes her concerts with this song, which I think many of us know. And the name of the song is My Tribute. And in the song, she says, you know, how can I thank you for everything that you've done? But the chorus says, to God be the glory, to God be the glory for the things he has done. That's just what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's just beautiful the way she plays the piano. And we invited her to come for our wedding. And we told her, you know, when you come to our wedding, we would like you to stay as long as you want to and maybe we can go around and you if you want to have some concerts in the churches in the area and she was more than willing she was going to help us with music mm -hmm. uh, for the wedding and so before the wedding the week before the wedding she was at a church and they were doing a con she was doing a concert and i remember hearing her and towards the end of course she starts playing to god be the glory um my tribute and when she started playing it was a church that had a um, beautiful church, but no windows. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden, I felt this breeze, mm -hmm. very soft, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking up thinking, where is that coming from? You know, but not <laughs> Maybe there's a vent or something. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then it was gone. When it was time to pray, to close, the pastor said, okay, everybody, please stand up. We're going to pray. And I remember standing, she was standing next to me and the pastor started praying and giving thanks to the Lord, just like the song had said, to God be the glory. Mm -hmm. And as he was praying this beautiful prayer, it was almost like somebody came walking by me and that breeze again, oh, yeah. soft, mm -hmm. soft, just so warm. Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking, I even like picked in kind of like who, who was there <laughs> and nothing. And uh, so we finished the concert and we're driving back home and she's sitting next to me and I'm driving. And then she says, hey, did you notice something when I was playing the, my tribute? Mm -hmm. and I said, yes, there was this breeze that happened. I said, it was really warm. She goes, yes, me too, she said. I felt that. And then she said, and I looked at her and I was like, the, pl the prayer, the closing prayer. And she goes, yes. She said, like someone was walking exactly what I had felt. And then she says, you know that every time that I play this song, I always feel like God is trying to tell us something. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's, I don't know if it's an angel or the hand of God. We don't know, but it's every single time this song plays. Mm -hmm. To God be the glory that she would play this song. And so every time we talk about it, we're like, remember the time that the angel walked by us? <laughs> you know, it was so wonderful. Well, you know, that's not unheard of because in the Bible, when the day of Pentecost came, there was a sound of that rushing wind. Uh -huh. In that case, it was rushing wind. That's right. Uh, the Bible talks about God the, speaking to us in a st the still, still small, small voice. voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that wouldn't be un unheard of, I guess, to, right. that the Lord would, would uh, say, I'm here. Yes. You know, I'm with you. Amen. Yeah. Well, we're praising the Lord. You know, it's, it's great to tell stories, but I think... The main point is that it's not about us. Yes. It's about what he has done. Yeah. We want to make sure to, to lift up the Lord. Uh, this world is full of selfishness. Mm -hmm. That's what brought Satan down from his role in heaven and brought him, you know, made him a fallen angel is that pride and self, selfishness. The kingdom of God is totally unselfish and everyone glorifies God who is the giver of all, mm -hmm. the sustainer of all and the provider of all. Amen. So when we share these stories with you, we are wanting to glorify God. We want to say, we want to, we want to say God is more powerful than you can imagine. His love is stronger than you can imagine. 
and his desire for you to be in heaven is greater than you can Amen. imagine. That's true. So we hope you're getting that from these stories. And if you have a story that you want to share with us, we'd love to hear it. Please. We'd love to add to our collection of what God is doing around the world and in your hearts. This podcast was brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Visit our webpage at blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. There you'll find more information about the ministry and other programs we think you'll enjoy. You can also send us a note via our webpage, and we'd love to hear from you. Better Life also has a YouTube channel that you can access by going to youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. That's youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to search for all the Better Life TV podcasts. Until next time, God bless.